Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. It has been an interesting couple of days, and I'm not going to lie, I actually just did a podcast about half an hour ago, and I'm not going to post it because it really was quite a rant. I am definitely getting a little frustrated. Not what's definitely going on in the world, but what they're not telling us. And I am the first to admit that I love a good conspiracy theory because, there's a very good reason because, because it helps me think outside the box. If you can open your mind, you can find facts. But if your mind is only closed to your knowledge base or what you think is true, then it never will. You will not be able to see what's going on in the world around you. Now, sometimes I struggle because I'm always afraid to put an opinion out there in case I get more information later and I change my mind. But you know what? Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta take a stand. And there's some things I'm going to take a stand on about today because you know what? I have changed my mind about so much in my life already. And I hope that more information comes out over the next few months about so many things. And I will be happy and proud to say, Hey, I was right about that. Or, Hey, I was wrong about that. And it was more information and I've changed my mind and let's move on. Now I had this experience. My husband actually forbade me says you can't podcast about this. And I'm like, Oh yes, I can. My son actually tried to shame me this week via email telling me that I wasn't really understanding what was going on in the world around me, mom. Um, no, you're not going to see your granddaughter anytime soon. And what were you thinking going up to Penticton? Uh, this would be the same weekend that the prime minister went to his cabin to see his family. Yeah, I kind of, I, I didn't get involved because this is where I was with my son in my mind. He hasn't spoken to us for nine months because he's going through his own growth and needed to learn to live on his own. He needed to quit using everyone around him as an excuse, to, as a blame for his misfortune. He, his own choices are his choices and we finally had to, as a family, and like my mom, my whole family had to take a stand last fall and just say, no, we're not going to help you this time. Uh, you are, we're not going to leave you on the street and we would never allow that, but we're not handing you over anything this time. So you're 31 years of age, you gotta figure it out. So we did, and they haven't spoken to us in you know seven months, and you know what, they're going through what they're going through, they're learning what they're learning, it needed to be done, my life is peaceful. I am really good with the decision. I know it was the right thing to do both for them and myself, and it needed to happen. It had been actually a number of years too long in coming. Then we're back in touch a little bit, and he's reached out, which I'm grateful for, haven't seen them but just reached out and uh, now he's trying to shame me. And it's like, really? But where I was sort of proud was, I remember what it was like coming out of my teen years when you know you rage against the machine, you think you know it all, your parents know nothing, they're just old and stupid. Not realizing that of course, when emotions are high, intelligence, intelligence is low, which is a, basically a p perfect description of teenagers. 
emotions are high intelligence is low it's our job to just keep them safe during those times until they can come into their own and we can release them unto the world at large that's my belief system so he is now finally a little uh, maybe a little late i came into this in my 20s he's coming into it in his 30s where he's like oh i'm a grown-up now and i need to listen to what's going on around me and listen to the government and understand what's going on and for that it's like that is awesome but he's still young enough that he hasn't matured enough to start questioning everything that he's told. So he's one of those, you know, almost like a religious zealot, blindly believes everything on CNN and, and NBC. It's like, oh, please, that no one should be watching the major news outlets right now to be figuring out what's going on. Because um, it's just full of so much rhetoric, propaganda and lies. It's just like, no, guys, this isn't this isn't what's happening. Is there a uh, virus? Yes. Is it a pandemic? Yes. Was it released intentionally? I truly believe it was. Was it manufactured? No. It was an opportunity by a communist regime to level the playing field around the world because their country was already being affected and they knew they had to do something. So they convinced the World Health Organization to not ban travel, to keep countries open, and for two, three months, this virus was able to spread around the whole world when it could have been contained in China last December. Those things have actually come out as being factual. Do you hear them on the regular news? Nope. Nope, not at all. This is nothing against the Chinese people. People, I've been to China. They are wonderful. This is against a regime that believes it has the right to control every aspect of its society that people do not have the right to choose. Uh, for themselves and to think for themselves and as a Westerner I am completely against that now that being said I live in a Western country where we are actually fed so much nonsense through the media that we'll believe anything and I did a little social experiment on this the other day I sort of wanted to have a conversation I have been excuse me I have been locked down now for six weeks just about, yeah six weeks and I don't even go to the grocery store. So, you know, the hypocrisy of liquor stores being open, not an essential service people, it might make life easier and keep raising tax dollars for the government, but it's not an essential service. Airplanes are still arriving from out of this country. If I'm quarantined to my home, why is anybody allowed in my country right now? I don't care if you live here or not. My government is letting in 100,000 refugees and they're not being tested. Uh, pardon me? What? These things are things that you really need to look at. So I look at all this nonsense, all this hypocrisy, watching, uh, hearing from friends that went out fishing last weekend to be pulled up upon by four cops in a boat who were not social distancing to be told they were all going to get a thousand dollar fine. It's like we are away from people in our own boat and only one member on this boat is not actually married to the other person. And we can keep away from them if we can go to Walmart we should be able to go fishing so these sorts of hypocrisies where the healthy are being quarantined to their homes but the sick are allowed to roam free is absolutely ludicrous we're letting criminals go and it's and I have friends that work for the city so they know for a fact that these some of these criminals actually have COVID they can't contain the homeless we're allowed to go to the liquor stores and Walmart but we can't go camping by ourselves with our children in a camper away from everybody really really that's insane 
That's completely actually illogical, but we're falling for it. So I wanted to have a conversation. I was watching uh, Valuetainment the other day and being completely awe-inspired by all the theories and some of the facts and, you know, what ifs. And I wanted to talk about it, but no, I brought it up and my entire group of friends that were in my backyard, there was like uh, four or five of us that have been practicing physical distancing. We do not go in each other's homes, but we've been quarantined together now for six weeks in this neighborhood. We're a neighborhood that's one way out, one way in, and a high percentage of us are self-employed. So we were able right out of the gate to stay home, but we all stayed home together. Okay. So if on Thursday we were safe to touch and Friday, the government told us, no, we're not safe to touch. Really? We were already in contact. So we stopped hugging and we sit six feet apart and we don't go in each other's homes, but we haven't stopped seeing, we have these six core people that we still see on a regular basis. I don't go to the grocery store, which is way more dangerous. I went to my house in Penticton. I live in the lower mainland of BC and I went up into the interior with only my husband in the vehicle with furniture and worked for five days and stayed away from people. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. And the government's telling you there's something wrong with that. And that's what my son was trying to shame me. Clearly, mom, you don't understand your current trip to Penticton clearly makes it uh, understandable that you don't understand what's going on. It's like, OM freaking G. I was like, really? Oh my goodness. So he's bought into the, the party line. And that's, that's great. Cause like I say, there's a part of me that's just glad he's joined adulthood and he's having respect for the powers that be. But I also understand that he's young and doesn't understand enough to have an opinion of his own. He's in IT, he's able to work from home. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that him and his fiance put themselves in more danger every day because they live in the city. Uh, means other people are touching their doorknobs and these people that live in apartments that I live in a house on half an acre with a neighbor that lives next door to me on half an acre. And we meet in the backyards with chairs that are separated around a fire pit. Again, no hugging. Nobody's sick. We've been quarantined for six weeks and nobody even has a cold. Few allergies. We have got to be next to being on a desert island by myself, the safest crew that I know of personally, but I'm getting judged and shamed by my kid. I thought this was hysterical. Made my husband actually quite angry, but I'm like, don't get angry. He just doesn't know any better. And then he's like, don't you podcast about this? I'm like, oh, I am so podcasting about this because people need to wake up. You need to say and look and say, I'm quarantined to my house. Quarantine a hundred years ago meant the sick people were all quarantined in a hospital. Our hospitals are empty because they send the COVID patients home and say self-isolate. Really? You're trusting sick people to self-isolate? The sick people should all be together. The healthy people should be out here with masks on and we should be able to have some semblance of our lives. But no, we don't. Interesting. I think, you know, interesting. That's all I'm saying. So anyways, I really enjoy some of the, uh, the conspiracy stuff because I like thinking way, way, way out there. So I can, then I can shrink it back and find some facts. But if your thinking is so contained and tiny, you'll never see outside the box. So when I tried to raise the, co the, uh, the conversation around the, the fire pit yesterday to say, Hey, you know, let's talk about this. This is what I heard. You know, there's been lots of conspiracy about the virus being man-made and released on purpose. And it was global warfare, chemical warfare and or global warfare, la, 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 la. I says, this is what I've heard, that it was actually just 
na it was natural, but it was the um, uh, opportunity. The Chinese used an opportunity to create this havoc, and they had very specific reasons to do it. And those were laid out. It says, "What do you guys? What have you heard? Let's talk about this. What? What? You know? What? What's your thoughts?" Not one person of my in my crew in my backyard wanted to talk about it. They changed the subject within two seconds, and went right back to more alcohol. Hey, we got to go back to the liquor store tomorrow. And I'm like, "Oh, we are such drones." I really struggle with this. I'm struggling with people just numbing down their brains and being shit-faced all day long. We should be actually taking a course maybe once a week and learning how to invest right now uh, so this doesn't hit us for the third time in our marriage uh, as far as losing everything in the stock in, the, in our portfolios and our uh, mutual funds. Watch what you're thinking, what you're projecting, uh, what you're talking about, what you're focusing on. I'm not going to lie, I was very disappointed that there's not more intelligent conversations happening right now. Now, the good thing was the night before, I went next door to my girlfriend's fire pit because the boys were over here and she's got these great couches that sit around her fire pit and we all just sat, there's three of us in one each, so we were more than six feet apart or six meters, whatever it is. And we each got up separately and walked away. Like we didn't hug, we just didn't. We just don't do stupid stuff. We bring our own drinks. We are following protocol, both for ourselves and for the perception because there's a lot of judgy people out there right now they got nothing better to do than feel like they need to think on their neighbors it's like are you kidding me flights are coming in from other countries into into YVR with no one being tested you don't need to think on your neighbors to find crap to complain about please so anyways we at least over there had intelligent conversations about you know what's really going on here and what are what are some of your thoughts and it was just it was wonderful to see my friends, but it was wonderful to have some intelligent conversations about what should we be looking for? Are there things we need to be aware of? If you are not careful, if you can continue to stay like my son is in your little teeny box of being told what to do and how to do it, the governments of the world and marketers and scammers, they are going to get to you and take advantage of you because you have no ability to think outside the box. I don't want that to happen. That is what living regret looks like because six months, a year down the road, when you look back and go, oh, wow, I shouldn't have believed that, that's where regret comes into it. This is not my first recession. It's about my third or fourth. Uh, I grew up in the Cold War. I was getting engaged and married the year of 9-11. Uh, so that my wedding stuff is all going on during that time. Uh, my husband was away fishing and didn't even realize the Twin Towers had gone down. We were trying to reach him up in the mountains to say, please call home. Now, was that the year I was married? No, to, I, I, engagement. Sorry, that was engagement time. Uh, yeah, we've, we've recession of 20, 2008. We thought we'd learned our lessons, phoned our financial advisor, said get us into cash. He says, we're, it's too late. It's already dropped. We're just going to ride it out. I was two weeks too late, but now the market's gone back up. I'm about to have that tough conversation again. And he justifies it through the yin yang, how no, this is not how it works. I says, no, that's not how your program works. Your 10 to 12% from now to retirement is how you work. The people that make big money get out of the market when it's high and buy in when it's low. That's how fortunes are made, but that's not how he gets paid. So it's, you know, we learned our lesson. We lost half of our retirement in 2008. And it was devastating because we were, you know, even though that was only 12 years ago, we were already in our 40s going, we can't keep rebuilding this over and over again. We don't have enough time. 
but that's what happens and then you retire middle aged uh, you retire um, with middle income and you don't have a great retirement that's not how I want to retire it's not even how I want to live but you have to buck the system and you sometimes have to stand up for yourself and say hey I think you think you know what you're talking about but I don't agree with you are you willing to do that in your own life that's all I'm saying so this has been a couple rough days where I was really starting to think what what's going on here I'm feeling down I was in pain my husband and I you know it's like we're projecting on each other it can get scary out there and the closer contact you are and the the lacking in experience you have in navigating these types of situations the harder it's going to be on you so please take a breath when emotions are high intelligence is low breathe in hold the breath for three seconds and breathe out for three seconds it you need to calm, calm your central nervous system and get that fight or flight type adrenaline out of your bloodstream your brain for hundreds of thousands of years knows how to survive you see a mammoth you run I did it there's actually I did a mammoth little thing on the Instagram page and put it on the Facebook page don't let your mind be confused by this situation it's not a mammoth it's a moth now maybe a moth might have been understating a little bit but really in the scope of World War II um, massive earthquakes Pompeii the Spanish Inquisition this is a moth okay <laughs> that's in in the in the disasters of mankind that have happened and are the atrocities that are still happening around the world you know there's one to three million people being held in concentration camps in China and the world can do nothing about it that's awful that's way worse than COVID-19 in my world what goes on in South Africa with the corrupt government there and the billions of dollars they steal from the people and they don't educate their people and they're the disgusting things that happen there and how they still treat their people even though they're killing all the white people the black people aren't being educated and they're not coming into their own they're just the country is just spiraling that is disgusting powers that be that want to vaccinate your children without your permission that is disgusting there are way better bigger things in the world people than this so maybe a moth might have been slightly understating but you get the point but your brain don't think you're something wrong with you you're there isn't your brains doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing it sees danger and it reacts it is your job to decipher the level of danger and calm yourself down be concerned don't be consumed and right now there's still a lot of people that are being very consumed by the situation We've been in quarantine for six weeks and the people that are in quarantine shouldn't be the healthy people are quarantined the unhealthy people are running around free uh, that's scary that's very scary actually to me it's very opposite how everything's been done in the past but it's tyranny at its best and unfortunately just like our federal government trying to gain control of this country for two years with nobody being able to tell them what they can and can't do and if you haven't heard on that in Canada our federal government uh, a few weeks back went to um, to get their billions of dollars of approval to pay everybody including I've got teenagers in my neighborhood making two grand a month on, on uh, the CERB benefits what 17 year old should be getting two thousand dollars a month because she can't get a part-time job like that's ridiculous they weren't they didn't make that in the first place that should be for parents and business people that are losing their businesses in their homes not for teenagers 
but that's what our government allowed. So they've, they're really making sure that the entire country is indebted to them, and I do mean in debt to them. And they tried to, at the end of the bill, asking for all the billions of dollars for aid, stuck in a clause that said we get to control the government for two years with no one telling we can't, what we can and cannot do. And luckily the opposition caught it and said this is never going to happen. Pull it out now or we'll call it an election. I don't care what's going on. That's the nonsense that's going on. So power corrupts people. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that would like to control you. Don't let them. We don't really have freedom, even in Canada. I am never going to complain about where I live. I live in the most amazing place on the planet, but my country is still very broken. My democratic system is still very broken, and I have a lot of corrupt people in charge in this country. There's still a lot of money makers and power hungry people that would like to decimate our economy, create more of a socialistic state, because they do believe in their psychotic little minds that they know best. The second I hear something that says, you know, as soon as I hear words like racial cleansing and I know best and people shouldn't think for themselves, these are signs, people, signs that someone with their mind left to center is in charge and shouldn't be. Maybe we should all just watch a little more sci-fi. But yeah, those things never end well in history, yet we keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again. This was a this was a different podcast. I realized I, you know, I was speaking to my coach and he says, Are you willing to speak your truth? I said, Well, my listeners may not. They're, I've been building a following for four years and I don't usually get this opinionated. He says, Well, think about it. You might lose some listeners, but you'll gain others. And maybe he's got a point because I can't stay quiet when I see injustice being done, which is one of my, my pet peeves, people can do right and wrong, but injustice, the, the actual act of injustice, I can't watch movies. Like I can't watch about the Holocaust. I, I can't watch shows like that. When I see people being subjugated, um, and they don't rise up because they live in fear and it's not their fault. They're not, you know, without an education. And I'm watching it in my own country. I'm watching my own population being controlled and we all, all have the ability to be educated beyond any other people on this planet in Canada. We have the ability and can afford to be educated in this country. Lots of people don't even, don't even um, take advantage of it. They don't take advantage of the free stuff. They don't want to take advantage of the affordable stuff. They just don't even bother so we are ripe to be taken advantage of. No different than countries like South Africa, and I use that one because my daughter-in-law comes to there, and I know a lot about it, and it actually sickens me. Nelson Mandela would roll over in his grave if he could see what the people in his party have done to that country now, and the atrocities they, they do and are doing every day. Because the second you have an uneducated population, you have people that don't think for themselves, therefore you can rule them in fear. And to me, that's just... It's just beyond unforgivable. But anyways, on a positive note, people, on a positive note, the earth is loving this time that we're all isolated. The earth is loving it. Skies are blue. Air smell. My yard smells sweet right now. I want you to stay informed, but I also want you to not dwell on all the negative. And I know I brought up a lot of negative stuff in this podcast today. Be aware, be concerned, but don't be consumed. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. 
You can also join the discussion on Twitter at Living Well with Shell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash Living Well with Shell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>